It's time for the Everyman, where real man talks. Let's go. Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line, cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Uh, I feel alive when I got a goal in sight. Chip away, I gotta fight. Ain't nobody else in sight. Man, I think I see the light. Yeah, that shit is so bright. Follow me, I got the guide. See you on the other side. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Everyman. If you are an existing listener who's listened before, you may have just heard our brand new intro created by the wonderful Job, who is still on a two-match ban now uh, from Ethan for talking too much two episodes ago. So tonight I'm super excited to bring you all to, to listen to our wonderful guest, Mr. Jamie Denyer. Jamie is someone who I've had huge um admiration for over many years of being connected on linkedin and someone who on the daily gives huge inspiration for people um who are maybe struggling with some challenging times in their life maybe need that 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 kick and it's just an all-round great guy to to be connected to and follow um jamie with an intro like that how are you doing tonight my man Listen, I, I, yeah, really, really good. But it sounds like I'm going to be a little bit light in the pocket for having to pay for that intro, my man. It's, uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Honoured, honoured. No, we are honestly super, uh, super pleased to have you tonight. So thank you very much. Before we get kicked off on the pod, we have a, a usual thing that we do. We just go around, see how everyone's week's been. How's everyone getting on? Uh, Ethan, we'll start with you. How's your week been so far? Yeah, I mean, my week's nearly over. Listen to that intro. You know, it was Monday when it started. It's now Friday. I'm going out tonight. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, no, my my uh, week weekend was sound. Didn't really do much. You know, Corp finished The Last of Us. I don't know if any of you guys have been watching it at all. Um, great show. Done some light reading. You know, I'm, I'm reading something called The Chimp Paradox again. I've read it about three mm. times now. Great book. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty chill. Nothing major. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I had back surgery a couple of months ago. I don't think I mentioned it on last week's episode, so I'm slipping. Um, so I'm doing a lot of recovery on that, yeah. So it's a, an exciting time. But actually, we've got Matt back as well, Matt Slater. Um, so hello, how are son. You? How, was, how are you doing? You right, son? Yeah, not too bad. Been a while since I've been on the pod. First episode, took a couple of weeks. Um, to be fair, couple, last couple of weeks has been a strange one. Struggled a little bit mentally and just thought best to take a step back and look after myself instead of putting too much effort into maybe things that I can't do when I'm feeling low. You know, that takes emotional stress out of me. But on the up now, t- took that time for myself and feel a bit better. Went, did, went and did a run earlier on. Um, did two wow. kilometers. First run in a since I did one with Dino before Christmas. I can so say it's not was, like that you. was nice. I know. Um, but yeah, just been in the gym today, usual grind for me. What about Dino? What have you been up to? Hi, yeah, well, if other listeners will know, I asked me wedding on Sunday. Um, and to say I'm stressed, I'm not, not really, but there's just loads to do. Uh, but my missus is stressed because she's taking care of everything. We're going to have an amazing wedding and it's all going to be thanks to her because I've done nothing, nothing at yeah. all. But um, I just a final stretch now, just crossing the, crossing the T's and dotting the I's and keen to go and then I'm sure next Monday we'll be able to give you um give you an update on how that went. And uh, we're already technically no. married so she can't say I don't so 
win-win, I guess. Yeah, superb, mate. It's nice to see that you're so busy that you can't even make your bed in the background either before eating. This is our mum's bed. This is our mum's bed. Why in a mum's house? No, she's over, she's from over from Japan, isn't she? She's going to say no if she finds out what you've been doing with her mum. <laughs> that is very true. She doesn't listen um, to the podcast, so we're all right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Jamie, um, how are you? How's your week been so far? It's been, I know it's only Monday, technically. No, 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 I know. But it, it just kind of seems that days are kind of blurring into one another. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been eventful. It's been it's been a real blessing. Listen, I I, I kind of cherish every time that I have like with my you know, you know with my girls like when it, because I co-parent like with my ex-wife like whenever I'm with my girls, it's just an amazing amazing thing. You know, um, cherish every single second. But then on the other side of the coin, you know, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Um, you know, just recently, um, like I'm, I'm kind of coaching like this young 18 year old young lady that's basically watching her mum die in front of her eyes, like proper stage four cancer. And she's literally got weeks to live. So I'm kind of coaching her for the, for the upcoming like event, you know, you know, it's hard. Um, and there's, uh, you know, there's another lady who's, who's 15 year old daughter took an overdose and tried to take her own life a couple of days ago. So, I, you know, you, you can see, you can see the, the, you know, the extremes, you can see from one end of the spectrum to the other of kind of what I deal with, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a just a, all in hands on family man. And, you know, just a real blessing, you know, with, my, you know, with my kids, you know, I love my family. Uh, but then on the other hand, you know, daddy has to go kind of beast mode and kind of really sort of sort out these, you know, these dark, these dark problems and just do what I can. But, you know, that's what I've been put here to do. Do you know what I mean? I haven't come here to be served. I've come here to serve others. So, you know, it's just just kind of uh, a little bit of a run of the mill kind of like time for me, you know, but it's, yeah, yeah. Um, it is what it is. Mate, it sounds like you firstly are doing some incredible work there and massive hats off to you if I had a hat on. Um, I suppose a great place to start would probably be just to introduce you a little bit and no one can introduce you probably better than yourself. Um, just briefly around some of the work that you do and and what sort of got you from maybe what you've done in your previous life to, to the work that you do today. Yeah, I mean, like when I, when I look back, I mean, ever since... You know, I was 13 and a half, you know, plastering has always been, um, you know, you know, my trade. You know, when I look back, I had to sacrifice a lot, even when I was younger. Do you know what I mean? I I grew up in Brighton. So, it, you know, whenever like the half term or the six week summer holidays used to come around, I was always kind of in some dingy, dark basement doing damp proofing and plastering with my brother-in-law. My friends were catching a tan down on Brighton Beach, you know, but come Friday when they're all nice and brown, lovely and tanned, I was always the one with like money in my pocket. So I knew what it was yeah. like to sacrifice, you know, even time with my friends. I knew what it was like to have this insane work ethic, like what it needs, uh, you know, what needs to be done in order to accomplish something. And that goes... Yeah in anything and everything you know whether it's a business whether it's a job whether it's a loving relationship do you know what i mean whether whether it's on a weight loss journey you know you've got to understand you've got to sacrifice you've got to put in the time you've got to put in the effort in order to get to where it is you want to get to so i learned i learned lessons very very young i mean i used to get paid 150 pounds and like 100 pounds used to go straight to my mum because we were like a, a single parent family like my you know my dad left me when i was young 
Um, so I knew what it was like to kind of pay tax, really. Like people were moaning yeah. about paying 20% tax. I was paying 66.6% tax like, when I was like 13, year, 13, 14 years old. But those lessons have stuck with me. And that allowed me to kind of move from my hometown of Brighton to Essex and then Essex to where I'm living now in Swansea, uh, South yeah. Wales. So it allowed me to travel around. But wherever I've gone, you know, I've always tried to do the best that I can and be the best that I can. Um, but also, you know, plastering kind of really took a back seat after, you know, events, you know, that really kind of shook my world, you know, myself and my family's world back in 2012 is when my 19 year old nephew was killed by a single punch. He was hit from behind, went over, hit his head and died of blunt force trauma, which is severe brain damage. And that changed, you know, myself and my family. That has set me on the path to what it is that I'm doing now, taking adversity and turning it into victory, no matter what what it is, whether it's psychological, mental, physical, spiritual, um, you know, it, it's a, a emotional, you know, taking that adversity and turn it into victory because we have literally got two choices of whether things make us or whether it breaks us. It's, it's, it's literally that that black and white like there's no there's no in between and when i started yeah. doing what it is that i'm doing when i decided to use kind of like my my talent that i had because i was i was given a challenge i was given a challenge like from my from my nephew like like when my nephew was killed we we learned stuff about him afterwards which was incredible now this young man yeah. very very selfishly uh, sorry unselfishly selflessly you know at, at 16 years old he kind of signed the gift of life organ donation register he went on to save five people's lives within the first 48 hours what couldn't be used of his was, was his heart because it was too traumatized that's why whenever i speak to people i always put a blue heart because it's the color of our favorite football team and i'm always paying homage to him to that the only organ that couldn't have been used right but what could be used was his heart valves his heart valves were put into storage seven months later when uncle was in the darkness i was in the pit we literally got news that one of his heart valves has saved the life of a 10 month old baby girl my wow. beautiful curly haired princess tilly was 10 months old at that time so i knew what it was like to be the dad of a 10 month old baby girl how much of a blessing and a privilege that was and it was like my nephew was saying to me unc listen give me a good reason as to why you can't make something of yourself and i'll listen to you all day long but don't go giving me excuses unc because that because that don't cut it why can't I, listen i know you're down but you're not out i know you're broke but you're not broken get up and let's and let's and let's go and that's when i decided to use my god-given talent which is like my words to go out there and help people uh we then got the news five months after that that he saved the life of a five-year-old boy with his other heart valve i started doing wow. my talks and then about a year after right because because i got feedback back off of people that heard my talks and there was people that were saying uh, like amazing things like like this this talk has changed my life this talk has as as has made me see things in a different way thank you you've given me hope like you've given me this now but there was one that changed the game for me it was from a 14 year old boy and at the end of his email that he sent me it simply said thank you so much for everything that you said today you've changed my life but you've also saved it because tonight i was planning on taking my own life but you stopped me today and then all of a sudden it was like the light bulb moment went off Connor Saunders yep. saved people's lives with his organs. His uncle is now saving people's lives with his words. Two different ways of doing it, but ultimately the same outcome. So I realized that this was helping people with their with their emotional and mental well-being. And then it took on extra significance when back in 2020, in the first big lockdown, that's when uh, the youngest of my two older sisters took her own life during lockdown. Again, devastation in the family, but it's just kind of prompted me to, 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 
to help people more now with their mental health, to, to, to help people see their value, their worth, let them get their confidence, their self-esteem, because this yeah. is what life is doing at the moment. It's really crushing those things inside people's hearts and minds. They've got no self-esteem, no confidence. They, it's, it's like they haven't got a purpose and they feel like giving in. And I'm just going to do all I can, all I can to do, to do for who I can, like what I can, to, to let them see that they have got a purpose because I would have loved, I would have loved 10 minutes, 10 minutes in front of my sister to give the best talk ever to let her know, like just how much she was loved, like how, how important she was, how invaluable she was, like how, how, how much people respect her and like just how much change she could have made, how, how much yeah. change she could have made. But I mean, I had no power over that, but yet I've got every power over who I can help from this moment on. And that's become my purpose and that's become my mission. Mate, that firstly, I can't even imagine what you've you've been through. That is possibly the two most heartbreaking things that that I've certainly heard uh, someone tell me that, that that they've been through. So, huge props for you for turning that from a personal huge tragedy into something that defines your purpose and underpins what you now do to help other people because lots of people could easily go down the path of alcohol, drugs, um, almost write their own life off because actually what, what is the point in life if this is what life is? Um, and yeah, I, I can't even imagine the strength that that has taken to do that. Yeah. And, and you, you put it across so passionately that I was just sat there listening, thinking, wow, what an incredible man. Boys, I don't know about. I was lo I was loving guys. listening to that. Like I could have just listened to that for, for forever. Like, really, really insightful. I'm looking forward to getting deeper and deeper and deeper as the podcast goes on. Honestly, nice, nice. nice. Listen, gents, and 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 what this is, right? I, I I kind of sum it up just as simply as I can. What this is is old school resilience. This is this is old school mindset. And when I talk about going back to basics, I talk about going to learn like what 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 our nans and our granddads can teach us what our great nans and great granddads can teach us what even our mums and dads can teach us like the old school soldiers like we we we've got to realize that we live in a in a in a in a yeah it's very very challenging it's like when i go into a comprehensive school i will say to the youngsters like i wouldn't want to be a teenager in today's day and age for love nor no, money because of the you know, you know the heightened pressures that you that, that you face it's like when i look back i mean i was bullied when i was young but I knew that when I walked outside them school gates, that that's it, you know, that I would have the, the yeah. you know, the evening off and like it wouldn't happen again until I got back in school the next day. But now it's 24 seven. But yes, yeah. there's heightened pressures. But when I see like I, I literally see like so much, there is an abundance of help, abundance like you can you can listen to these kind of podcasts, like what you gents are doing. Like you can go onto any social media platform and join some kind of group where there's people that is help, you, you know, that is there with wisdom, with guidance, with help, with coaching. And you, you won't feel alone. Our nans and granddads didn't have that back in the day. Listen, they had people that were killed. They had people that died like they had siblings that were killed. Killed. They have people that like they 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 lost people. They went through heartbreak. They went through devastation. So they didn't have the help that's that's around. So 
they did all right. They did okay. And it's just that old school doggedness that's inside them that needs to be activated nowadays because there is this there is this instant gratification. There is this instant satisfaction. There is this instant want, instant reward, instant gain that so many people are under and they think that yeah. so much is instant because you can literally ring, you, you, you can ring a takeaway. 20 minutes later, the food's at your door. You can drive through a drive-through. Two minutes later, it's in your lap. Like, you don't even have to wait for a film anymore. Like, you don't even have to wait for the next episode. Like, back in back in the day, like, if we if we really loved an episode or something or there was a series that was on, like, you would, if, if it was starting at 8 o'clock, you had to get your business done and you're there at 7.55 ready to go. So that t- yeah. taught, taught you discipline. It taught you structure to be there. Then the episode finished. And then all of a sudden you're thinking during the week, you start talking to your mates. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen there. Like it's left us on a cliffhanger. Like what do you reckon is going to happen? And like you started talking about it. And you had to wait until the next week. So it taught us patience. Nowadays, you can just download a box set and just binge watch. And it's just like everything is kind of given to us. And we're under this instant influence. And yeah. it's, it's, it's damaging to, to a lot of people. And that's why I'm saying that in today's day and age, yes, there's a lot, of, there's, there's a lot more severe, but also different pressures. But go back to the old school ways of doing stuff and dealing with stuff, the old school mentality, like the old school warriors and soldiers that, that our families are. And that's what I say yeah. to people is just don't forget who you are and what you're capable of because you come from this bloodline. You come from this 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 line of warriors that have literally got the same DNA as you. So never, ever doubt yourself. Mm. Phenomenal words, like to be fair, and like the, your story's absolutely, you know, it, it, it's heartbreaking. I can't lie, and you know, from what you've gone through and the fact that you've managed to turn it around, it, it's it's amazing. Now you're in a position to help others. I know I'm just reiterating what other people have seen here, but it is absolutely tremendous. I mean, was like not the sound grim or anything, but was there a time where you actually thought maybe I can't do this? I know you've mentioned obviously, um, your nephew obviously when when he's donated these these organs after the fact, and that sort of when you were having those dark days and obviously the, the half hours and it, it sort of brought you back into the game, was there any moments where you sort of doubted yourself and it, and it sort of maybe got on top of you? And where, what was your outlet? Like you're saying, now we've got so many different outlets where you can go. What, what was your outlet, if you don't mind me asking? Well, first, first of all, yeah, absolutely. I doubted myself. Everybody doubts their self. Listen, we're human beings. Like no one's bulletproof. No one's bombproof. No one's exempt from like, uh, imposter syndrome that might enter our head but it's just all about listen are you are you prepared to kind of do it anyway like feel the fear and do it anyway like feel feel the you know I'd be prepared to take the doubt and still step up to the plate and like do it anyway that's it's 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 just through gritted teeth because even though like now I'm doing something that I truly love truly love and passionate about and kind of like what I was born to do and like what I've got this this talent for I still have to do it through gritted teeth sometimes because because I'm human so yeah there were times absolutely times where where I dealt with myself but then I remembered see I remembered I, 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 I remembered back to a promise that I made and this is the thing is the only promise that I can make to you is people will break their promises to you, right? So if if you are someone, what a broken promise feels like, like there's loads of different different ways to describe it, but every single one of them is negative. Like no one has had a promise broken to them. And they're like, yeah, 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 that feels really good. Listen, a broken promise, 
hurts and depending on what it is will be the severity of the hurt so what people have to realize is people will break their promises to you you have to have to start making promises to yourself and literally start keeping them that's when you'll see things start to change because other people will break their promises to you don't go adding to that pile of broken promises by saying that you're going to say something now there's three letters right two words unbelievably powerful when my nephew was on his intensive care unit bed and we're talking about the neck brace on tubes coming out of his mouth and his chest going up and down but that's not in breathing that's like the machine doing it for him when they had done the brain activity tests on him and there was no response and they said that's it there's there's nothing more that we can do for him this is this this is over this is game over i held his head i kissed his forehead i whispered into his ear connor i am going to look after your family as best i can i won't let them fall and people will know your name. Wherever I go, I say the name Connor Charles Edward Saunders. I'm always telling people about this boy. So people will know his name, promise kept. But whenever I get up and do something, whenever I get up and, and, and travel to these different places and inspire people, my family are watching. My family are watching me. I made a promise to Connor that, that, I, would, that I wouldn't let them fall. So when they see their, their, their son, their, their, their baby brother, their uncle, or their great uncle kind of get up and do this stuff, then I'm keeping a promise to Connor. So as no, no matter how hard it is, and whenever I've had the doubt, that has pushed me forward to keep on going, to keep on, to keep on doing this thing, because I'm not bulletproof. Like I'm not, I'm not bombproof and exempt from life tests and trials. If anything, when you go out there and you want to turn a negative into a positive and you want to go out there really helping people, it's like life hits you hits you even more it tests you even more so yeah yeah it, it it was the promise it was the promise that kind of kept me going even when I felt like I couldn't in the early days but then as time went on I literally thought to myself, yeah listen I I, I now realize how strong I am I now realize what I'm capable of and that's what people have got to do is they've got to prove it to themselves first and then that's when things, you know, the journey becomes a little bit easier. But that is remember where you come from, make yourself a promise and prove to yourself what you're capable of. And it will literally pull you through the like, like the deepest trenches, you know. I couldn't agree with that anymore. Um, what one thing you've just touched upon there and it and it's, it's quite an interesting point, actually. So since starting this podcast, I've had a number of people reach out to me around their own struggles and not to come on the podcast i think just even to talk to someone and that's something that i didn't realize was, was going to affect me as much as it has just having people who literally don't know me from adam messaging me on various social media accounts saying um hi lewis like i've had people who are have just been diagnosed with cancer people whose son is potentially looking to, to kill themselves, people who survive suicide and they want to share their story, but not for any other reason than just to tell me. They don't want to tell the world. They want to tell me and give me that confidence that what we're doing is the right thing to potentially be doing. And one point I wanted to, to sort of ask you around that, how do you manage your own sort of mental health and the, the things that people tell you? How do you almost hear that, absorb it, without it getting you down because I've found that whilst I've really enjoyed people reaching out to me, it's something that I could just be going about my day in moods up here. I'm feeling good. And then someone tells me that and straight away I feel, Oh shit. Like it puts me in that probably heightened emotion. 
Um, and I, I'm probably not prepared for that yet. So, so my question would be, how do you cope with that? And what do you just you do to try and keep yourself in that sort of positive zone? Well, what I've what I've done to cope with that is allowed myself to feel. Um, there are a lot of people panicking at the moment, where they're saying, "Oh, I'm getting overwhelmed because I feel sad. I'm 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 getting overwhelmed because I feel scared." Like, and 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 they're kind of panicking. And then you look at the reasons as to why they're overwhelmed and scared, and you're thinking, "That's normal. It's normal. You can't you can't go getting overwhelmed about feeling you know about." feeling grief and devastation and heartbreak if you've just lost a loved one listen that's that's normal and this is worrying because it's as if people think that that, that it's alien and you shouldn't be feeling it so mm-hmm. i've allowed myself to feel for about the last 15 years like i've never turned to alcohol or drugs to cope with anything i've never gone on like a rampage of of um anti-social behavior like like i've i've, I've never ever used any any of that as justification like although your pain yeah. is understandable you, it, it doesn't make your behavior acceptable so i i i as hard as it is, like I, I kind of remember my morals, like I remember where I come from. But it's what I've allowed myself to feel and the environments that I've purposely put myself in. Now, one of the environments that I purposely put myself in to challenge myself, and this is this is the thing. A lot of people don't don't they don't like a challenge. They don't like a challenge. And what you have to do is you take the word challenge and you take out the three middle letters, the double L and the E, and you're left with the word change. It's not until you are challenged and you face a challenge and you overcome a challenge that you will change things in your life. You're, you yourself, your situation, your circumstances, everything around you, right? That it's only when a challenge comes along that it's an opportunity to change. But a lot of people, they just don't like being challenged anymore. That's it, right? They do. They want it easy. They want it instant. They want they they want it now. But yeah. an environment that I put myself in on purpose was one that literally laid the foundations for me. Now, when my nephew was killed, like myself and my family, right, there was three different states in which he was in. Now, myself and my family saw him in his first state, which was on the intensive care unit bed, the tubes, the neck brace, and us having to say goodbye. Myself and my family, we saw him in the last state of rest, which was in the coffin, in the chapel of rest, before we was going to say our final goodbyes to him. And it was only me that saw him in the middle. I chose to go and visit him in the mortuary where you can take a body out for one hour at a time, because that's when the body's temperature starts to rise and the body will start to decompose. Now, when I walked in there, because of the nature of the beast. Oh. It looks like we have maybe lost Jamie slightly there, um, which is absolutely fine. These things can completely happen when doing a online podcast. Have we got Jamie back? Yeah, am I in? Am I in? You're in, mate. Yeah, you're you're in. In. There we go. Sorry don't, don't about worry. that. Sorry about no, that. We can see glitch. But yeah, what, what I was it. saying is like the third, the third environment is the one that really, really laid the foundations for me is when I went into the mortuary where you can sit with a body or stay with a body for one hour because after that, the body's temperature starts to rise and it starts to decompose. And I said, like, the nature of the beast, of what he went through, the, the conditions in which in which led to his death, which led to the post-mortem that he had to have, which, which was the highest spec post-mortem. So when I literally walked into that room, I've literally seen my nephew, not, not just not just his his body, like not just his body like, like laying there. I saw him butchered because 
he had to have like like he's like me he's like got this really really thick mane of hair right so it 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 was only me and him and you know i'm very i'm very very proud of that at like 45 years old you know what i mean that, that i've still got a mane of hair like that but it's like connor had that as well but when you see that he had to have it three quarters shaved because he had to be cut from his shoulder up and over his head to his other shoulder for his head yeah. to be pulled apart for his, the top of his skull to be cut off and his brain to be taken out to be analyzed to, to, to determine the actual cause of death and you're there yeah. and you're seeing seeing someone that you love with these with these big kind of like sewing marks like if you can if you can imagine you know like uh, baseballs you know baseballs with like the cross stitches on them like they're really really thick stitches like he had been cut open and he'd been stitched back up and he was literally cut on both arms as well so when I saw that I knew at that moment there's nothing that can take me down I've literally yeah. put myself in that information because he was six foot three he was big strong he was athletic and he was fit played for a semi-professional football side but you know what he still didn't like the dark at that age so if Unc had to go in and pull him out of the dark for one hour a day then that's what I was going to do I, listen I didn't want to do it but that's what we have to do we have to do things we don't want to do in order to accomplish the things we want to accomplish so I used to pull him out of the dark for one hour and when I used to sit with him I used to look at it like yeah talk to him I used to but ice cold the things I saw I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to wish upon my worst night but you know my worst enemy and it's the stuff that I've seen in nightmares but it's proof that I can get through anything. But it's because I challenged myself in order to make that change in myself to be able to kind of be well equipped to deal with what comes my way. Now, I'm not saying that I'm bulletproof or not I'm bombproof, but things hit me and it knocks me back, but it doesn't knock me over and it doesn't knock me out because of the, the, the challenges that I've been through, because of what I've challenged myself and how I've invested in myself. And even on yeah. this journey, like in mental health and like uh, 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 well-being and emotional well-being, people still want that instant change. They want that yeah. instant change, regardless of what age they are. It doesn't have to be kids that just be influenced by like instant gratification and instant satisfaction. There's a hell of a lot of adults out there as well that like suffer from that. I mean, like there, there are fully grown men and women that want to like uh, kick a phone or kick a kick a tablet through a window because it might like it buffers for 10 seconds you know what i mean they get angry right they want to they want to kick drop kick it through a window so there's no patience so when i see that people do want instant instant results and and i can see that they don't want to be challenged and they have no interest in investing in themselves then there's the problem so people need to look at kind of priorities as well. It's like people won't think twice about spending four grand on an all-inclusive kind of holiday two weeks away. Yeah, it's nice when you're away. It's lovely. Like you, listen, you rest, you recharge, you recoup. But guess what? Every problem that you had, every insecurity that you had will be waiting for you as soon as the plane touches down and touches the tarmac at Heathrow, Gatwick, Liverpool, Edinburgh Airport, whatever. It's waiting for you there. And all of a sudden, like you're suffering from holiday blues as well. Within the next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you're posting pictures saying, I wish I could, I wish I was back there. Take me back, take me back. Now, people will spend four grand on that without blinking but they've got yeah. no interest in spending two grand on themselves, investing in themselves with coaches, with help, with people that can support them, that can, that can teach them these lifestyle skills, these, these, in, in, in how to get a more resilient mindset. 
So there is this problem in the world that what you're dealing with is a real mixed bag. People with unbelievable severe trauma. There are people that want instant gratification, like instant results. There are people that are not willing to change. There are people that are not willing to be challenged. There are people that are not willing to invest. You've, you've got to take stuff on a case-by-case basis. But you've got to understand that not everything is a one cap fits all. That's all I know is I've allowed myself to feel. I put myself in different environments to be challenged, prove to myself what I'm about. And now because I've seen hell, I've seen it, I saw it on a mortuary slab. There's nothing that I can see, nothing that I can experience that will literally take me down. Yes, it'll hurt me. It will knock me back, but it won't knock me down and it won't knock me up. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Really good. Uh, I, I can't imagine having been through that, and, and it's it's really interesting that you you put yourself in that situation with the the forethought of, okay, this is as low as my life's going to get, and I, I can now only build on top of that and build strength from that and build character from that. I suppose, question to the to the wider group of the pod: Have you guys had situations in your life where you've potentially been? in situations where you've struggled and, and how have you then managed to get yourselves out of it? Um, Ethan, and I know we've discussed previously around you struggling with your weight and there's been times where, especially during the pandemic, where you were feeling feeling low. What has been your process to get from the state that you were in previously to, to where you are today? Yeah, so a, a, a really sort of emotional story there um and it's something i'm still processing it, it sort of knocked me back a bit obviously the from from what yeah me too yeah so um but no it, it's something that yeah I've, I've struggled a lot with during the pandemic you know for me personally um weight's always been an issue i've always been known as sort of the the chubby like well the bubbly fat lad um you know and and working on that through the pandemic obviously when you're alone it, it's you're sort of surrounded by the four walls, you know, I didn't want to work from home. Um, so I was always trying to go in the building, be around people, you know, be in that environment, um, you know, and, and just taking it back, I'm, I'm sort of still sort of horrified by by that story. I mean, it takes me back to a, a, a bad time in my life with my grandfather passing last year. And, you know, I've never been in that environment before. And, and I went to the mortuary myself and, you know, he wasn't in a similar situation. Obviously, I, I can't even compare it, but, he just didn't look like himself so and that that image haunts me to my to the day myself so it's, it's a really personal subject and it's something that um yeah it's, it's a really really difficult subject but no yeah looking looking ahead when i was in my daughter's time i think i was looking to have friends that pulled me out of it and um, lewis loves it when i mentioned my pals ryan and rob you know they were two people that really sort of pulled me out of the depths and they were able to identify when I was in a situation where I wasn't lucky enough to have the strength. You know, it, it's Jamie here. I haven't got the, the strength to get myself out of that hole. Um, and I don't have the resilience, you know. So, so hearing the, the, your side of things is just phenomenal because you've had such, you've been kissed, you've been knocked to the floor and you've picked yourself up over and over again. You know, that just hats off to you. Um, as, as Lewis said, if I had one, I'd take it off to you there. Yeah. I thought you said hairs off to him, but <laughs> no, that's just Lewis. That's just Lewis <laughs> and Joe. Yeah, what about you, Lewis? Firstly, I don't think I've ever been in a situation like Jamie. I have to be honest. 
um, just like you, Ethan, that that's kind of knocks me a little bit around how you take yourself from that sort of really dark place to channeling that that hurt and pain into strength and, and character building and experience to really make a difference, not just in your own life, but other people's lives to, to, to have that impact because actually then it's all worth it. If something good comes out of it. Um, it's something that I'm very focused on in my own life. We all know I've, I've fucked up multiple times in my life. Um, we all have Lou. We all have. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just like we all have. And, one thing that I always try to to give myself is the chance to maybe I can't change it, but I can make the rest of my life more positive than the shit that I've done or the the stupid things that I've wasted or whatever that might be. And hearing you talk about your story there, Jamie, it makes me feel that I can do even more. And, and that's you can. I'm not here. Yeah, I'm not here on this podcast trying to promote the podcast too much. But this for, for us and for me is exactly that. I've been in situations in my own life where I felt really shit. I felt low. I felt suicidal. I felt like life's too much for me and I, I can't do any more and all those sorts of things. And that's me as someone who I think is fairly resilient. Like I, I would never say I'm not a resilient person. I would say I'm a positive person. I'd say I'm motivated and all those sorts of things. And whilst we aren't doing the same sort of, of work, the, the similarities in what we're doing and what you're doing, mm. uh, Jamie, it's, yeah. it's it's about channeling that hurt, that pain, that experience to make a difference in other people's lives. And it's that selfless idea of it's not, even though we're getting a lot from it, and I'm sure you get a lot from your talks of by talking positively and being inspiration or trying to be inspirational, trying to show people that this is the way you can change your life. You get stuff from that, but actually that what you really get from it is seeing other people see that that's a possibility and seeing other people realizing, actually, I don't have to sit in this mental state. I can do more. I can be more. I can better my own life. This yeah. little mental gap hole situation that I'm in, that doesn't have to be me. And my past, my situations, the things that have affected me, that doesn't have to be me. And I choose to be a better person. I choose to have a better life. And I choose to, to make my future more positive and, and more um, more the life I wanted to be versus what I've already had. So, yeah, that, that's absolutely where, where we're at. Um, I, I suppose there's other one more person who briefly touched on it before, Dean. You, in our pre-pod chat... You mentioned that um, grief had been a part of your life and it was something you were interested to explore. So absolutely putting you on the spot here to, to try and understand what's happened in your life. And, and and I know this is a really emotional one and I'm feeling myself go a little bit, hence passing the baton on a little bit. Mm. Oh, the floor is yours. Well, a bit, can buddy. I get emotional myself? Because I don't really talk, talk, talk. You're right. We can move on, mate. If go, on, go, go on, Brad. You can do it. No, you no. I want right. to talk about it, but you just like um, my nana was uh, the most important person ever in my life, um, and she passed away about eight years ago, and I just I never talk about it because it just brings it just brings it back, and I really struggle with it. So it's easier for me just to put it to the back. And not think about it. So 
Eight years ago, um, I've always been a nana and granddad's boy, like as as all grandchildren are in, mo in most cases. Um, and my granddad passed away probably, what would that be, like, my mum will kill us, but probably about 11 years ago. Um, and when that happened, my mum asked me if I wanted to move in with my grandma just to sort of like look after her and be with her. Um, and I did that and we lived together for, um, for, for a long time, just me and her, you know. Um, she'll hate this, but probably the reason I got as fat as I did, you know, we'd used to just order takeaways together and just sit and watch movies and all the rest of it, you know. Um, and it was always, I always think about it because it was this one night and I, I used to be really into my like my gaming. Um, and me nana had come in and said, Do you want to, um, do you want to watch a film? And then I was like, Oh, I will watch a film, but I'm in the middle of this game. Can I, can you let us finish? And then you know what it's like when you're playing games one after another and another and another. Um, and then she go, she come into the bedroom. She goes, Dean, I'm just gonna go to um, I'm just gonna go to sleep instead, okay? And I was like, All right, well, I'll see you in the morning. Love you. And she went to the toilet and she shouted. A couple of minutes later, Dean, can you come here? And she come over and she goes, I don't, I don't feel very well. And she was sitting on the toilet at the time and she just sort of slumped forward. And obviously I was panic set and just didn't know what to do so i rang 999 and told us you know you had to have to pull her off the off the toilet give us cpr and i was you know giving her cpr the best that i could um and it felt like a lifetime before they could get there it was like sort of 20 minutes um and then she they finally come and i thought you know this, this is brilliant they're here now they'll revive her at least if she dies i'll have a chance to say goodbye and you know you know everything else that you want to say to people before you have a chance to, you know, before you have the chance to do it. Um, and then after about 20 minutes of them working on it, they just said, no, they can't, can't help us. So, you know, it was a, it was a hard time for me. I wish this, I wish I could say that I didn't turn to, to drugs and alcohol. You know, it was something that helped me get through it. Um, for mm -hmm. the, for the worst though, you know, I lost, I lost my license for drink driving. Um, I rolled my car into a field, just, so many different things but it was such a hard and hard and emotional time for me that even even now like I, like I say I, it's easier for me just to not talk about it because otherwise I just just know I get upset straight away you know um but yeah it was something that I really struggled with and another one as well that that I struggle with is um like animals I'm a massive massive animal person and mm. um I know obviously some people who don't have animals might not understand but the the grief for losing me dog me dog was the same it was mine and me nana's dog we got them together um and probably me nana passed away and he he lived another year after that but he died really young but it was sort of me mom sort of she's she's very spiritual spiritual and she believes that you know he was there for when I needed him the most. He needed us for that one year because as much as I went off the rails with the drugs and the alcohol, I never went too bad because I always had the dog, you know. So he was always in, in, in my forefront of my mind and I was always, you know, going to see him. I wasn't leaving him in the house for, you know, hours and hours on end. So he kept us kept us sort of sane while I needed him. Um, and then when he passed away, I sort of thought to myself, I've got nothing left to live for. Um, I had a lot of inheritance, but I was just blown through that. Obviously, with going out on the drink and all the other stuff. Um, and I decided to go traveling in Australia. Um, and it was probably that that saved my life because I'll be honest, originally, what I was saying is as soon as my inheritance is gone, I'm just going to kill myself because I've got nothing to live for anymore. Um, 
And I said that to my mum, you know, and she she obviously was very upset. Uh, but going to Australia changed my life. Going traveling, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of money and, um, you know, from my inheritance to be able to do that. And understand not a lot of people, you know, could do it, but it was something that massively helped me and it, it turned my life completely around. You know, I've become a work focused and oriented person. Um, I met me now wife who's Japanese. She come back over with Australia. So, you know, it's one of them things where, you know, I regret the, you know, I had the inheritance there where I could have, you know, built, if I knew now what I knew then I'd, I'd build that into a good business, you know, buying a, buying a house and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't change anything cause it's got us to where I am now with, with me wife, you know, so, um, over the moon, but yeah, that was my sort of, um, story with grief. Um, a bit of a difficult time for us. And I also think, Dean, that if you had known then what you know now and you would put it into a business and done all this stuff that you think would have been better, there's no chance you would have gone to Australia and met your wife. Yeah, 100%. There's, there's, 100%. there's no chance. And it's, and it's the classic Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors situation. You'll see a life where you think, oh, it's the better one. It's the better one. Mm -hmm. It looks like, you know, you've got it sussed and, and everything about it is better but she ended up dying in a car crash in the other life where she went through her and she went through struggle. She, she actually finally got to a place where she was destined to be with that person yeah. where she was in the lift together. So yeah, listen, we can all kind of wish like what we had done, but that, that, that one change, that one change back in the past would have a significant impact and yeah. change in life as we know it right now and better that just because something is good to you it doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for you like you could have yeah, put that into a business and it boomed and you're and and you're flooded with finances you're flooded with riches and you could have turned into somebody that you that you that you don't want to be and you could have splashed out on all this lovely stuff and all of a sudden like in a in a in a top of the range ferrari like you 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 lose control and you wrap it around a tree like and then that's you you're gone you don't know how life yeah. like li life is how it should be right now you're right you're right where you are right now and that blessing that you're going to be marrying in in what what is it six days time is yeah. um yeah man listen that's that's how it's that's how it's Kind of meant to be but can i can i can i give you a little bit of like reassurance do you know do you yeah, know yeah. what happened with your nan right so what happened yeah. with your nan <clears throat> she would have known in her heart of hearts that that was most probably her final moments right now i know that you was on the other side looking in and you was hoping that she was going to be revived right and that she was going to be brought back and you would be able to say stuff first and foremost you said the most important thing one of the last things you said to her was see you in the morning i love you that's it mm. game over see this is what we do in the aftermath of grief right we're, we're we're we are our own worst enemies and we will literally put pressure on ourselves and we feel guilty that we haven't done this, that we haven't done that. And trust me, like if if you had kissed and cuddled your loved one for 23 and a half hours out of 24, if they get killed, if they die, if they pass, you, 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 you will regret not doing it for 24 hours a day. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's never enough. But you said the most important thing to your nan at the end. In her heart of hearts, she would have known that that was her final moment. There is no other person that she would have wanted to have been there in a final moment 
than you because you talk about this 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 connection you talk about this relationship that you have with your now she would she would have loved you unconditionally and there was no yeah. one else that she would have wanted there at that moment because that it is literally we have choices in life we make the choice of whether we turn something that's bad into good but there are some things we just do not have a choice over and that there she didn't have a choice of whether she lived or whether she passed away she 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 had to go it was her time and there was no one else that you that, that she would have wanted to have been there so when you look at the thing as a whole you have to look you have to look for those little those little diamonds in amongst in amongst the devastation right and i use this analogy that if there was a right if there was a jewelry shop right and there was a big crane with a wrecking ball next to it and it smashed it right there's no one inside but it's a fully stocked jewelry shop if that wrecking ball took it took it to pieces and it was just a a, a, a massive pile of rubble like debris would you go looking through that debris for the diamonds absolutely you would because those things 50 grand 100 grand a piece you you would be tearing that thing to shreds and the diamonds are so small but they're so valuable so in amongst this 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 devastation that you feel in amongst this debris you have to look for the diamonds like the small the small crumbs of comfort now your nan passed after living a long life she passed on you know i know i know there's no ideal way to go but you, right, and I don't mean to sound morbid, but if you had to deal with your nan passing and then you had to wait another six months to go and sit in a courtroom and look into the eyes of the person that yeah. was literally at fault and that was guilty of taking her life, how much worse would that situation have been? Because that's something that's got myself and my family through because we had to go into a court of law and look at my nephew's killer, right? But also the friends that we've made in amongst this journey is they will tell us stories. They will tell us stories of how their child was killed through murder or manslaughter. Connor didn't see the punch coming. It was instant. He wouldn't have felt pain. And you know what? We're thankful for that because we speak to other people whose children had been lured to a house by their ex-boyfriend and tortured for two hours before being killed in a most horrendous and painful way. So I know it sounds morbid, but it's the way in which we get gratitude and that we find this little, tiny little diamond of comfort. And then you've got to ask yourself this question. I ask people this question all the time, that would you prefer to have had have less pain now, but not as much love for your loved one when they were here? Or would you have had all the love and the memories and 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 the joy that you had with them when they were here, but experience more pain now? And the answer yeah. is always the same, that, yes, I would have the love, the memories, the joy that I had and give me the pain now. So you have to understand, people have to understand that you're getting the, 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 the lesser of two evils, but it's the choice in which you would make. But this is the debt that must be paid. The love that we had, like, listen, the pain in which we have for our loved ones being taken away is at the under is at the other end of the spectrum of the love, the joy that we had, have, and will forever have for them. So it's the debt that must be paid. Pay that debt gladly. Take to pay that 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 bet proudly. Pay pay that debt proudly because yeah. we're paying it for them. And now that's what pushes us on because we all of a sudden have this responsibility that we've got to live life for them, not just for ourselves, but out of honor for them and out of respect for them. 
and we've got to live. And that's why people say to me, James, why is it you speak with so much power and so much authority? It's because, listen, I speak for three people. I speak for myself, my nephew and my sister. There's two people that haven't got a voice anymore. They're on my back. And I've literally got to bring the fire like wherever I am. Although I may be heartbroken, I may be hurt, I'm doing it for them and I'm paying them the best honour. That, that I can. And that's what I felt that moment when I got that email from that little boy, 14 years old, saying that your words saved me. I thought all of a sudden that that's the best honour and respect that I can pay my nephew because we're both, we were both all of a sudden doing the same thing. So that's why now, listen, you, you turning your life around and you being the person that you are now and you're going to walk down that aisle, like your nan, man, like, 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 like the pride that she would have felt, like the happiness, the joy. You're doing what she would want. And this is what we have to do is emotionally detach from ourselves and say, we, we, we have to do what they would have wanted, not what we would have wanted, because what we want to do is curl up un underneath a duvet and just not face the day. And they would say, listen, don't you don't you dare not laugh anymore. Don't you dare not go on holidays anymore. Don't you dare not do the things that I used to love doing, because that's disrespect to me. You've, yeah. you've got to do what I love doing. You've got to laugh again. You've got to experience life. And that's what I would want for you. So that's a big thing for me is that you have to do what they want to do. It's just what we want. It's just what we want is often so different to what they would have wanted. Yeah. I was really nice words, mate. No, definitely... Definitely was a hard time in my life, but you're definitely right. You've got to, you know, live for them as well um, and make them proud. And it's, it's something that I really feel like I've, I've worked on. You know, I, like I say, I'm, I don't drink as much. I'm, I haven't done drugs in a long, long time as well. Um, so, yeah, really feel like good words, mate. Thank you very much. Blessings. Do you know that yeah, was brave well, as old, mate? Oh, sorry, Lou. I was just got to say, Dean, that was, yeah. that was brave as anything, mate. Like I, I mentioned before, I lost my granddad last year, September. No way could I talk about it and open up the way you have, mate. So I just want to say, take me hat off to you, mate. And, you know, Jamie, appreciate those words as well from you. You know what I mean? So, well, well in Dino. Well in Dino. So yeah, you're I, no, I absolutely echo that. Dina, I think this is episode seven. And you're the first one to probably make everyone well up. So that is what, what a story. And I really appreciate you being so honest because I didn't know that. And as someone who I'd like to say we're we're close friends, um, I didn't know that, and I'm I'm sorry that I didn't know that because I'd, I I like to think as your friend I, I should have known that because you're someone I care about as a mate, and and I think that just really highlights for me the importance of doing what we're doing because we need friends groups, men in general to actually start having the conversation beyond. Hi mate, you're right. Yeah, are you. Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Or yeah, I'm all right. Or no, nah, I'm I'm not too bad, but yeah, right, whatever. And then that's as far as the conversation ever really goes. It's it's that next question of yeah, but are you actually all right? Is everything okay? Do you want to chat about anything? Let's go for a walk. Um, versus that destructive behaviour of let's just go for a pint and just get pissed and next day we forget all about it. Yeah. But there's the lessons that I've learned there, gentlemen, is that Lewis, like you, you, you had no right to 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 know that you're not a mind yeah. reader so 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 it's not a case of like be, being sorry that you didn't know that like dean would have played his cards close to his chest 
So yeah. no, no, no one knows what's going on unless they're told. Do you know what I mean? Like no one's no no one's a mind reader. But what Dino has done there, he's literally proved to everyone and proved to himself that yeah. that that he can do it. That would have been uncomfortable right there. But he literally on the spot opened up and he's literally talked about it, which you know, you know, you got to understand it. It may inspire the other boys to do the same. But at that moment, when it was uncomfortable, he literally opened up and done something that that didn't feel good. But we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable nowadays, and that's what will get us to the next level. And that there is a lesson in itself. Dean has just proved to himself, like the point that I was saying, you've got to prove to yourself. At first, you would have said, "I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it." Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. You can because guess what? You've got a functioning mind. You've got you've got a mouth that works. You can speak. You're just choosing not to. And there's another yeah. choice. You can get it out. It's just you don't want to at this particular time. You're choosing not to. And that's what I mean is like there's nothing special about me. Like I haven't got an S on my chest. I, I, I haven't got a cape. And I certainly don't wear my pants outside my tights. Like I'm, I'm, I'm no superhero. Everybody has got this capability. It's just activating the, the 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 resilient mindset to do so. And you have got it in you. It's just at the moment you're choosing not to. And that's why we need inspirations like Dean of what he's just done there to, to, to inspire other people to do the same. But we do not know unless we do not hear the words. We're not mind readers. Yes, we can push as much as we can. And I'm and I'm really pleased that Lewis brought that up because we don't just leave it there. Oh, how are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too bad. Oh, good. No, no, no. Hang. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really, are you okay? Like, listen, let's get serious now because I know that life can get hard sometimes. Are you really okay? What's going on? What's, yeah. what's going on in your week? Like, is there anything you want to tell me? Yeah, we can push and we can keep pushing and keep pushing. But unless that person speaks those words... We will not know. I mean, what what are we going to do? Like, literally get them in a headlock and kind of wrestle them to the floor and say, tell me, tell me, tell me. Like, we need people to speak up, absolutely. And who who isn't doing it is only choosing to do so for now. And I understand that it's uncomfortable and you have to build yourself up. But just know deep down that you are capable of it. And I know for certain that when I speak the name Connor Saunders, when I speak the name Jane Elizabeth Denya, like, like my sister, I know that as painful as it is kind of saying their name, I, I, it, it makes me smile now because I know that I'm paying them the greatest compliment. Speaking about them as if they're still with us and we're still carrying them is one of the biggest compliments that you can pay them. Don't think you can't do it. You have got it in you to speak about them and to speak those words. And you'll never know who you're going to inspire along the way, exactly like what Dino's just done. Yeah, I think that's that, that is just the truth that we just don't talk about. And I think it's a, a really great point. Um, Slate, I have just seen a message in the chat very quickly that your battery is going to die and no plug. Yeah. Um, before we move where you're probably going to leave us. Um, what, what's your thoughts on all of this? You've been relatively quiet. Uh, yeah. I've, which isn't like... I mean... I like listening to people and find out a little bit more about them. And I think when we're talking about such deep topics, you know, my, my kind of experiences aren't necessarily as, as traumatic as maybe you know, Dino's or Jamie's or Ethan's, you know, I've not really experienced a death close to me.
but it's something I can resonate with with Jamie is kind of finding that meaning in life. Um, throughout youth, I, I kind of wandered through not knowing what I needed to do, what I was interested in. Um, grew up with a mother who was borderline OCD, so everything had to be perfect. And I pick up those kind of tendencies, and they stuck with me going into sixth form. Um, a relatively gifted child with high grades kind of siphoned down into the university route, not something I necessarily wanted to do. Absolutely miserable at university. Each year goes by, why am I doing this? I hate my life. Um, I would much rather be a P PT or strength and conditioning coach, working with people in an environment where it's social, where we have communication and you're making someone's life better. And I didn't feel like I was getting that from biomedical sciences at uni, even though you do kind of have a degree of that. But for me, it was it was this the fear of stepping out of that comfort zone, as Jamie says, and almost suffering through kind of self-doubt for a long period of time, probably took me nigh on a decade to finally take those steps. And even when I did, at the time, I was in a comfortable job in the NHS, and uh, I thought to myself, I can't go on through life being unhappy with the choices I make on a daily basis, turning up to a job that I don't fully love and I don't fully uh, involve myself with. I have to take that leap of faith and trust in myself and have that self-confidence. Um, so every day for me is kind of a struggle on a different level, kind of self-doubt, learning new things. Um, and I think what I've realized over the last year as well, it's gone by so quickly and that time is such uh, an important resource for us that we just take for granted so much. Um, and then that instant gratification comes in as well from that. So for me, it's it's a really tough one stepping out of that comfort zone. But now that I have, I'm, I'm so glad I have. I'm still in a, in a struggle, you know. I'm not where I want to be long term, but I have to trust in the process and trust that if I do things right and I do things the way that I, I know I can and have the confidence in myself. And as Jamie says, prove it to myself first and then prove it to the people around me, prove it to the clients, prove it to the people in the gym, prove it to other strength and conditioning coaches, prove it to elite athletes. You know, that's the long term goal, but I know that's going to take time. And that's something that I've had to sit with inside of me and say, that's fine. Now let's go and do the work. Let's action what has to be actioned. I think a lot of the time inaction kind of freezes us and we're not able to take the steps that we need. We don't like change as a species full stop. We're comfortable in the environment we're used to. I see that with my clients. I see that with myself. Everyone is relatively similar because change is hard because we're so familiar with so many things. If you think from growing up and your youth how many things are um, implemented that you don't even realize that you pick up on that the habits that you develop they're the habits of 20 30 years we're talking about to unravel them and undo them takes so much effort so much work and it's the unknown on the other side how it's going to be so people get scared of that and i think it's something that as we go along you know for me, I, I'm so happy I took that first step. It's a long journey, but I think encouraging others to do that. <laughs> I think that could be Slater's camera and Slater's yeah. uh, laptop actually died in the key moment. Um, I was just getting... Yeah, he, I think he was finally getting to 
to the point there, which was something that I think we we're all waiting for, which was, yeah, it, it's great having Slater on the podcast because he offers such a different perspective to a lot of us. He's gone through a lot of his life growing up to be a scientist, became a scientist, and then decided, whoa, this actually doesn't make me happy. I want to follow the thing that I'm super passionate about and make a real difference to, to people's actual lives. Um, and here he is to finish his point, I think. It looks like he might be on his phone. I'm on my phone, but not playing out of the, um, the headphones, unfortunately. So I'm just going to have... Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah. good, all good. Right, well, I'm off the headphones, I'm off the mic. So if there's any change in audio quality, that's my fault. We're not charged, well, not having to plug in the office. So, yeah, what I was saying is kind of taking those first steps um, and encouraging other people to do the same is my goal in my daily job. And you get a feel, a sense of purpose with that. Not quite in the same way as Jamie's, you know, changing people's lives with the kind of people he deals with. But on a smaller scale, certainly something that I feel so happy in being able to do, despite those kind of battles early on in my life, um, certainly struggled with my mental health because of it and kind of step back from things and reassess and say what's important here well I have a loving family around me I've got a mum who ad adores me and I, st I still live with at the age of 28 as much as that's not living the dream ideal. living the dream <laughs> yeah and, and just so a part of me is like that's not how I wanted it to be but I have to just accept it for what it is and take the support that my family offer me on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, you know, my grandparents are always there for me. So showing a bit of gratitude for that as well is something that's really helped me understand how lucky I, I actually am. Um, so definitely um, a long, long process getting there, but I'm glad I've done it. And I certainly resonate with you, Jamie, and on the work that you do. It's, it's inspiring to me to see how much of it a, of an impact you can have on people's lives and you know the way yeah. that you speak with such passion and you understand that it's not a one size fits all approach and everyone needs their own kind of nurturing in their own yeah. set of ways um makes me think about how i offer my services and you know do the same you know it's not a one size approach and one size doesn't fit all and it's just about adapting to those challenges in front of us and overcoming them um, That's right, yeah. and 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 everybody brings their own flavour to different things, and it's like you know when 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 people say, "Oh look, I haven't gone through the same as Jamie." Like, I mean, listen, don't 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 discredit yourself, don't discredit yourself, or or kind of compare and think, "Well, it's not as bad as Jamie," so you know, it's not as you you know, it's not as impacting as what I'm doing. Listen, there are people that 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 you boys are reached with what you do that I can't, you know, that people won't resonate with me for whatever reason, or they're on a different kind of journey. And only you will be able to help them with your with your message. So yeah, it's it's not it's only a case of, yeah, you know, you can take something from me and apply it into your own working environment or or into your own development journey or you know your own self-improvement. And yeah, you know, use it or tweak it and kind of use you know change it up in which way kind of suits you and so 
Everybody has a part to play. Everybody has the same worth. Just because someone has gone through, you know, something that you would kind of look at as like, so that, you know, really, really horrendous and someone hasn't experienced that, it doesn't take away from the value in which they have in what it is that they do, you know? But I, I must say, I must say, just, just very, very quickly off topic, Lewis, Lewis said that you that you went into being a scientist and then that didn't that didn't kind of please you. Did, yeah, was, was, so was I, it, I... but by the way, or, or from what I can see here, is is your new job a vicar? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about the UK. Yes. I was thinking about Jimmy. <laughs> many, many times. Are you a man of the cloth now? Yeah. <laughs> Science just weren't cutting it, so I went no. straight on the other side to religion. Yeah, other, yeah switch around. <laughs> First comes science, then God. Yeah. Quite a lot of uh, scientists are um, religious, despite oh, like go. common perception. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Generally, not to say to that Slater. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really I don't know good. whether to rip you or not. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. Yeah, I mean, Slater's just my partner. To be fair, isn't it? Slater's your phone not going to die. I can develop. Sorry, Ethan. Is your phone not going to die? It's on thirty-five percent, so you'll be you'll be rid of it soon enough. Yeah, I mean, why have they not got a plug in the office, man? That's that's my question. <laughs> why does the light keep going off every two minutes? Because it's on a sensor as well. You know, I've had a mate tonight. I thought this setup would have worked perfectly out the house in a room where I can kind of, you know, talk normally. But it's not quite went entirely to plan. So maybe Esther's is there, the next option. Yeah. Basically, Jamie, <laughs> Esther is uh, Slater's 86 year old girlfriend. Right, okay. Listen, yeah. whatever tickles you pickle, my man. I mean, listen, we're not here to judge. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, God, that is God. a. It is funny that the Esther crack. I have to be honest. Um, so Jamie, just as we sort of head into this sort of last section of the pod, um, my the, the question that we kind of ask a lot of guests would be, if someone is struggling out there today, they are they're struggling with their mental health they're struggling with their purpose what would be your your kind of advice for someone in terms of what they can do to overcome the challenges that they may be facing first off i think is the simple the basic and it's what we touched upon is literally let someone know what's going on like you've got to acknowledge the battle in which you're facing you've got to kind of admit that you're in a war you know be it emotionally mentally whatever that yeah, you admit it and acknowledge it, and then all of a sudden, like you, you've got to, uh, 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 like, tell someone so, so people know, know that there is, you know, that, that that there is quite a bit of help out there and support there. there. There's amazing people out there doing amazing things, and then it then becomes an inner battle. It then becomes an inner battle with yourself. You know, if there's people that are around you giving advice, like you could literally sit to the, like someone could work with me, and I could literally talk talk to them and help them and coach them 23 and a half hours out of the 24. And if they're not making choices themselves, or if they're not taking it in, or if they're not willing to kind of put in this effort that, mm-hmm. that, that so many people are scared of, then of course things, things aren't going to change. Cause like Einstein said that it's 
literally the definition of insanity by doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. And if you're not prepared to change and you're doing things as you've already always done them, but expecting to get out of, you know, the darkness, then it's just not going to happen. So you have to then take it inward and you have to know what it is that you are capable of, because at that moment, what we do is we face, we focus We'll face the giant that's in front of us and we'll focus on the giant that's in front of us. And we think to ourselves, this is, this is it. This giant's going to take me down. This like this giant's going to slay me. Right. But what we have to like realize is remember about all the giants that we've slayed in the past. At that moment, yeah. you have literally overcome and conquered 100 percent of your worst days and you're still here. So a lot of people will forget what they've already been through. So there's a lot of personal work that you can do. There's a lot of inward work that you literally can do if you're the only person in that room, that you remember what it is that you've been through. You remember the bloodline that you've come from, right? You, you, you have that attitude of gratitude, that you are grateful that these, that these people have been, have been your family and they went through hard times and they got through it. So it shows you that you've not got an ex excuse not to get through it yourself, that you yeah. then look at what people are telling you you literally push yourself literally push yourself to get things done you would whether, whether it's literally throwing throwing the like the duvet off of you and literally putting your feet on the floor and focus and 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 literally functioning during that day then that is you succeeding but at that moment when you're lying in bed you're thinking there's no way that i can get up there's no way that i can get up but your arms work your legs work your mind works your mouth works you can function, you can do it, you're just choosing not to. So you it it becomes a real inward battle. And then it's mm -hmm. it's a case of taking it outward again and listen to the people that are helping you. Listen, listen to the stuff that they're saying, listen to the advice in which they're giving you. Like follow, follow, follow the courses in which you know, you know, you know, the process in which they're giving you in a course. Like literally follow that and don't be overwhelmed by it because. We go back to that instant results and instant gratification that if someone then goes on a journey, they want it to happen after day one or day two. If they have to go into day three and day four and day five, like they yeah. they then they then become disheartened. So speak out first and foremost, admit you're in that battle, speak out, listen to people, take 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 the battle inward, remember what you've already been through and you're still here, remember like what you're capable of, remember the bloodline that you've come from, that your aunt, that, that, that your mum's dad's, nan's granddad's, they would have gone through the same things as well and yet they're still here, you can do the same, respect the situation that's in front of you, do not fear it because that thing comes in and then fear just absolutely changes the game. And that there is false evidence appearing real that we literally put the fear on ourselves and become overwhelmed ourselves. And a lot of the stuff that we fear don't actually happen. 98% yeah. of the things that we fear and we're scared about don't actually happen. The 1% that does happen, it's not as bad as what we thought it was. The other 1%, does happen it is as bad as what we thought but we're strong enough to get through it so we prove to ourselves that we can so that fear is a massive thing respect it don't fear it and just know that there are good people out there but you have to speak out first yeah jamie i think that is some some great advice and i, I like how you've got a, a almost a step-by-step -step process that people can follow and we will definitely help people access that in, in a way that's easy to digest through a simple um 
simple almost four or five steps um, when we share this podcast as well, because I think that is some really key advice and, and something that when I reflect on how I've maybe got through some of my struggles, it's, it's probably a similar process that that has actually worked for me. Um, Ethan, we're going to move on to sort of the last sort of part of the pod that is the part that you own. Um, the floor is yours, mate. Yes, the floor is mine. Yeah, Jimmy, um, been an absolute pleasure, mate. You've, you know, you've, you're as deep as the ocean, mate. I can't lie. You've, you've got some great knowledge, and you know, I hope people yeah. reach out to you um, on the back of this. I know you're sort of successful in your own right, and I wish it was under better circumstances. But you know, you're a fabulous man. So, um, just yeah. going into my just going into my sort of section, what we tend to do is we ask um, our guests, it's called See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Um, obviously, there's a lot of negativity in the world. We want to put some positivity out there. So we just sort of like to look to, to any podcast or book that you sort of read recently or something that, you know, back in the day that really sort of helped motivate you or drive you or help you when you were in that sort of dark area. Let us say it can be a podcast or a book, anything you'd recommend to, to our listeners. Or a film or, a film or something. Or, or a film, yeah, like um, I think Slater said Titanic was his favourite film of all time not long ago. So, you know, any, anything up to you, Jamie. Uh, yeah, film-wise, film there's one there's one that I base a lot of my coaching around, and it's to do with the 300 Spartans. So the film, the 300, like that there Good is film. just like, like incredible for me that you can uh, be up against like a formidable enemy. But it's not it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality that's inside you that you that you can defeat that enemy like you like you need to overcome so many obstacles like you need to. Yeah, you you, you need to have good people around you, um, but just know how powerful you are. The power of one is an unbelievable, powerful number because it was one person that nearly devastated my family myself and my family with what they did but yeah i know that one person has changed many many lives so yeah 300 like there, right right incredible there's there's a book that that, that i love it's like a really really quick read it's like a little read but it's um uh, from a guy called brandy porch um and it's called the last lecture this guy knew that he was dying he knew that he was dying and he was a college professor and he sacrificed time with his family at the end of his life to go and give a lecture to his students because he he thought, I owe them that. I owe them that. I can't let them down. And his family, where he had to travel from one part of America to another, he had to sacrifice time, even though he knew time was running out. This guy knew he was dying, but he was cool as a cucumber. He delivered it with with, with a lot of style, a lot of grace, and he changed uh, people's uh, lives with his words. But yeah, so I, I, I also like to get in like inspiration and motivation where I can. It's like, I, I talk to people about having a social media cull. It's like social media, mm -hmm. it's, it's such an incredible place, but it's also such a toxic place. And what are you seeing on your feeds? And it's like, who who is bringing the negativity? Who's airing their dirty laundry in public? Who's, who's doing nothing but moaning? Like, you've got to unfollow these people. You've got to block these people. You've got to mute these people. Then go on to the accounts of the people that bring nothing but positivity. It's like one of mine... Um, uh, uh, this person in America, this little girl in America, she doesn't even know that I exist, but but I follow her, and her name's Briella, and she's and I've been following her now for about five years, and it's and it's shown her cerebral palsy physiotherapy journey, her like taking her steps, and it's just how much effort she needs to put in to literally take one step. And I can remember, like I was I was feeling like ill this day, but I knew I had stuff to do. But I was feeling ill. I was feeling, and and I was laying in bed, and like I was, 
I'd, I'd, I was on Instagram and it was like Briella's uh, a video come up and it showed her walking and these little steps that she was taking and she could only do about five like a couple of weeks prior but now she's up to 10 and I'm thinking man like Briella's moving forward she's moving forward it may not be at a fast pace but she's moving forward I've got to do the same. I got up out of bed and I had an unbelievably productive day that day. So that little girl inspired me laying in bed, feeling sorry for myself that I was feeling a little bit under the wear and, and like a little bit down, but she done the trick that day. So there's loads of stuff that you can do yourself, like especially on social media, have the negative coal, go on a rampage of, of, of following the positive, the people that are going to bring loads of benefit to your life. But yeah, as a book and a film, um, it's, it's, it's literally a case of, uh, yeah, the last lecture, 300. But I, I, I seem to take lessons from any film. It's like my favourite film of all time. I'm a massive 80s geek. My favourite film of all time, the best trilogy ever made, The Back to the Futures. It's mm -hmm. like that there is showing us that, listen, we, we, can, we, can, we can desire to go back in time. We can desire to go back in time to change things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it changes us for the better. So why not start living in the present? The present here, like uh, being being grateful, being appreciative for what we've got here and now. There's two things that, that, that we can do nothing about the past and the, and the future, because that, that we, the past is gone. The future isn't here yet. Let's 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 do all we can in the present that will benefit ourselves and the people that we love, adore and care about that will literally benefit us in the future. But and appreciate our time. Time can be taken. It's our most precious resource. It's our most valuable currency. Once spent, it can never, ever, ever be taken back. So when people think that this is a bad life and like we don't want it anymore, what you've got to understand is, is all the people that jumped off of the Brook, uh, 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 the Golden State Bridge, I think there was about 300 people that done it. I mean, like the, the, the numbers are varied. But there was about 24 survivors out of the 300 that jumped. You know what? Every survivor, everyone said as soon as they stepped off, they regretted their decision. They regretted it. Yeah. Now, the people that actually passed away because of that and their life was taken, how many of them? My question would be, how many of them regretted it as well? So you've got to understand that when things are bad, it's not a bad life. It's a bad moment. It's a bad moment. And... I've got to go to my all-time favourite film that literally tells you, gives you everything you need to know about life. And it's an amazing, it's not only the best Christmas film ever made, but the best film, one of the best films ever made, period. Go and watch It's a Wonderful Life. And, and if you ever doubt yourself as to what as to what value you bring just by doing the ordinary and just by doing, and you being you and you doing the decent thing, if you ever doubt yourself, Go and take a lesson from George W. Bailey, the guy like Jimmy Stewart. Like he 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 done the ordinary stuff. He had to do stuff he didn't want to do. He had to sacrifice his college placement and give it to his younger brother. He had to sacrifice his honeymoon because he had to keep the dad his his dad's loan business up and running. But what he did was is he changed that entire place and he changed people's lives. And it's only when he got taken out of the equation by Clarence, his guardian angel, he saw what life would have been if he hadn't have been there his brother would have died he wouldn't have then gone into the army and saved 2000 soldiers and got the congressional medal of honor his uncle would have been in an insane asylum because he gave his uncle a job like all, all these people like all the stuff man i i can't i can't speak enough about it like it's a wonderful life is exactly that so it's not it's not a bad life 
it's just a bad moment. And if you ever think that you 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 want to check out, it comes down to this: that you do not want your life to end. You just want your life as you know it to end. So that's why you have to change stuff to get to a point that you are glad that you didn't make that decision back then, and you're so pleased and proud and joyful that you're still here. Phenomenal, mate. Phenomenal. Thank you for for sharing those with us and. I agree with you, mate. I'll have to get that on me me watch list. To be fair, I've never never seen it, so it's, it sounds like a sort of non last banger. So bang them on, man. And I and I'm really okay. sorry because you're most probably used to people just saying like titles of <laughs> titles of books, and all of a sudden we're like another half hour in. Sorry, that's that's like my that's like my ADHD and my mild uh, mild autism and stuff. Which, but yeah, I get kind of excited, you know. So yeah, no, I, apologies, yeah, I gentlemen. Apologies. It. <laughs> yeah, mate, we enjoy it, mate. Like I say, as deep as the ocean, mate, you know, you've got so much of positivity and, you know, you really rub off us. So, you know, keep spreading the yeah. word, mate, in my opinion, you know, and I could listen to you all night, you know, I know you're a busy man, but I really appreciate your time as, as the rest of the boys. You know, I don't know if anyone else has got any questions or anything they want to sort of pick your brain with before we'll let you get back to Yeah, I think for me, yeah. the, the thing would be, I've took huge inspiration from you for years, mate. Like, I've followed your posts for, like I said, I think we've been connected for like eight years. Man. Where where can people follow you? Is that, that obviously, we're connected on LinkedIn. Do you have an Instagram yeah. account? Do you have? Yeah, like, yeah, Instagram. How, how, how do people follow you? Yeah, yeah, get onto Instagram. Right, I'm, 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 that's, that's where I kind of hang out the most. But Instagram yeah. is under the handle of at grief preacher it's all one word grief preacher that was the name that was given to me inside park prison bridge end by one of the inmates now i wasn't in there doing anything naughty or serving a sentence i just went in there to do a talk to the inmates and because yeah. i was talking about grief because i was talking about my nephew and because i was kind of then giving advice this yeah that yeah this inmate called me the grief preacher and it kind of uh, uh stuck so at grief preacher follow me on there and then i can like let let you know other other avenues yeah, to go avenues. down on, on on which to see but we spoke about a promise gentlemen didn't we and and it's like about broken promises there's a promise that i've made to people and i've never ever broken if you reach out to me and you need help, I will always, always, always get back to you, right? If people want to send me a direct message and you're struggling, um, also on like just Jamie Denya on Facebook as well. If you literally reach out to me, I will be there for you. It's a promise I've always made. I've never broken and I don't intend starting now. So if someone needs me, reach out and I'll be there for them. I might not reply instantly, but I will get back to you as soon as I can. Jamie, you're an absolute... Yeah, you're an absolute legend. Um, thank you very much for being a truly inspirational guest and for all of the work that you do every single day. Um, that will wrap up episode seven of the Everyman podcast. Thank you all for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Well, boys, we just had Jamie on the podcast there. I have to be honest, that was absolutely incredible. Um, a very, very emotional episode. But there was so much passion and I don't even know how to describe it. Jamie's just full of so much, like I say, passion, enthusiasm, strength in the words he says. I found myself watching as a, a listener and as a viewer versus being able to almost host the pod in the way that I feel like I normally can. Um, I, I don't know about your thoughts. So say welcome to my world, mate. I'm like that every week. Every week I'm just forgetting I'm on a podcast. I'm just like sitting there listening, nodding away as if I'm just watching and thinking, fuck, 
I should probably get involved in this a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, I loved it. You know, for me as well, it was a bit of like a um, felt like a one-on-one grief counselling session at, at, at a point. You know, uh, where he's giving mm-hmm. us a bit of advice and stuff. So no, I appreciate that, and um, yeah, you give a you give a lot of good points. You know, in the sense that you know you. When we do lose these people that you know we'll have got to live in their memory and you know just make them proud of us and uh yeah fantastic guest i think you know every week this podcast is just getting better and better and better every week we have we see the best guest and you know love jamie for everything that he's done and everything you know um you know mm-hmm. i wish him the best of luck but fantastic really really good what about you ethan yeah same do you know i mean um I want to apologise to people who were listening and watching. Like when when Lou brought me in a bit earlier, um, I was quite taken back by his story about obviously um, going to the mortuary and spending the hour a day because it was something that was quite close to me and something you know when my grandfather passed, which I, I mentioned a couple of times, and I didn't really deep dive. You know, I went and did that, and for me it was it was horrific because he just didn't look the same, and it's the fact that. I'm not right the process or open up about that and it took me a bit back and I was quite emotional. So I'm sorry to anyone who, who sort of listened or watched and you know, I might have waffled on, but that's not usually me. But you know, hats off to Dean. Dean, your story was absolutely phenomenal. Um not in the sense of what happened, but in the sense of how you cope with it. You know, you've you've been at rock bottom, no offense, mate, and you've managed to come back, you know, and I'm lucky enough to be coming to your wedding, you know, on Sunday. Um, so you know it's absolutely massive massive hats off to you from the journey of where you've been to where you've got to so you know it's amazing to hear that story and and learn a bit more about you like Lou said um so it was amazing to hear that and and you know Jamie's a fantastic guy like I said to his face and I'll say it again you know he's as deep as the ocean and he's got so much to bring and and as, mm-hmm. as Dino mentioned there the podcast is just growing and growing and growing um you know we might have to invite him back on just to let him know that Lewis actually played for Plymouth Argyle because we didn't this week so that's something we'll have to make sure because he said he would come back. So we'll try and do that. Um, that that's that's all. That's all. That's all right. Sorry, went on a high note. But yeah, Jamie's fantastic. What about you, Vindy? You know, you did you you were trying to process and process it as well. And what what was your thoughts, Vindy? Um, firstly, put Jamie to a side because I, I will comment on that. I feel like I'm a bit of a shit friend to you two for not realizing that you guys had been struggling so much. So I, I knew that the, the the brief that Dean obviously you'd lost your grandmother and you were really close to her, and Ethan obviously I knew you'd lost your granddad and you were close to him, but I didn't realize, or I probably didn't think about it enough as a friend around what that actually meant to you guys. Um, having personally lost a, a grandparent myself. Um, and I was super close to my granddad. It it was probably the hardest. It's definitely the the, the most emotional I've been around losing anyone. Um, and and I'm sorry for probably not being there enough. And and it's, and I don't expect you to say don't be sorry. I, I'm not saying it for that. Well, I'm it is it. what it is that though, isn't it? Like, you, like but, it's... but what I'm saying is, us as a group of friends. If this gives us anything as a group of friends, is that we know each other on a different level than we probably did because we don't have those conversations. We'll rip the shit out of each other all day, every day. Like, obviously, Ethan, at any chance, will try and rip me for being bold or having played football or whatever. And I will rip him for playing Ethan Bingo every week for the fact he's <laughs> hurt his back or Ryan and and, and, his, and his other seven friends. Ryan and Rob. 
Don't forget Ryan Rob. Rob. There's not seven of them. This year. Don't forget Rob. He's... Right, Ryan and Rob, the, the, the seven friends every podcast. Um, or the fact that he lives by himself or he hasn't got a girlfriend. It, that, that, that comes out every episode, bless him. Um, so How do you know <laughs> there's I'm not the bike to right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, so from that perspective, that's definitely something that I... I, I will definitely work on, and, and I said it myself on the podcast, to, to get away from the hi, you're right, yeah, you conversations to, no, you're actually all right, do you need chat sort of, sort of thing, that that next level. Um, I was really taken aback by how strong Jamie is in the sense of, he's gone through some real shit, like bad shit, losing two really close family members, to two horrific ways that cannot be easy. And the fact that he still has the strength of character to use that pain to help others, it, it's selfless. It, it's truly selfless. And I have nothing but respect and appreciation for him in the work that he does. I follow, like I said, we've been connected for a long time online and we've exchanged messages before in the past. And when he says he's there, if someone needs him to reach out, I can attest for he is. He's he's that guy who goes out his way to be helpful to others. And it's not just words that he says, it's his actions back it up. And and I think it's really rare in life to, to come across people like that, especially in today's society. Everyone has an agenda. Everyone's trying to, to get something out of someone. And Jamie obviously runs his own business, but the conversations we've had, it's never been, um, it's never been something where, I felt like he was doing it for any other reason than just to be a nice guy and helpful. Um, Job, your camera is off. I think that's because you mustn't have a cap on or something trying to hide the fact that you're a, you're, you're a baldy too. Um, how did you find tonight's episode? Oh, sorry. I thought I was still on a, a talking ban. Um, not... <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, just before you start, Chris, we've swapped Slater, <laughs> who doesn't see anything this week, for Joby. Who, you know, I would have loved to have seen JB and Joby go at it. That would oh. be like a clash of the titans. <laughs> Joby and JB. It'd be like an MC battle. Are you trying to say Those I speak guys. too much? Is that what you say, Nathan? Is it? Would I say that? Oh, never, never, never. Um, uh, to be fair, at this point, I'm thinking we may as well get Rob and Ryan on as guests as the, uh, <laughs> the podcast, to be fair. Don't worry. Uh, I I'm already wearing no them, so we'll, we'll have to do that one. But no, seriously, on a serious note, uh, Jamie, wow, 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 wow. I mean, I, I said it to himself. I mean, he's got a God-given talent, and um, mm-hmm. it's just a privilege that he actually uses that, because what a shame the world would be if he didn't, you know? Like, I from the producing side of it sat back and this episode just completely sucked us in um and kind of the lads have touched on it as well but dino's story wow um i really actually i feel privileged that you shared that with us um i really really do because i feel like it helped a lot of us to kind of break barriers down of maybe what we don't speak about or what we don't feel comfortable um and to see the fact that you've you know you're going to be marrying the love of your life soon and all of that stemmed from technically what was a, a yeah. horrible s- situation to have to go through you know kind of what jamie said about you know y- y- you wouldn't be where you are today without what happened in the first place yeah. um and t- to be honest guys I-, I just think for me it's helped me think about 
speaking to friends more and, and talking to you and talking to my partner and making sure that um, I'm certainly not alone in the scenario and I want my family and my friends to know they're not alone as well. So it's definitely helped me and I, I hope it's helped even just one listener today. That would be the goal really, isn't it, you know? So that's that's my point on this episode. Yeah, anything from, from you guys, Dean, anything before we wrap it up? No, just uh, again, top, top man um, on tonight. Um, Job, thanks for keeping it short. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. Actually, I do have one more point, Ethan. I I'm actually sure really cre- I creased <laughs> at the point where Jimmy called uh, Slater a, a vicar. <laughs> I was yeah, it was funny. It was good, wasn't it? Yes, I was like, because he he literally looked at that moment because of the camera. He looked like he was in a vicarage. I was like, that is just absolute jokes. But, he looked uh, like he was in a vicarage, or he looked. But like you know a what vicar. I mean. He's just part of a vicarage. You know, I'm sure they live in vicarages or whatever it's called. Jesus, sorry, I offended Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, you're clutching at straws there, Joby. I'll sweep myself. Thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you to everyone for tuning in tonight. It has been an incredible episode. We are so grateful for for listeners. One thing that I would say is, if you're getting something out of this podcast and the conversations that we're having. Let us know. Um, please share it with your your friends and, and your mates as well, because this only does what we want it to do if people listen. And we want people to, to listen to our podcast and understand that you don't have to struggle alone. You don't have to s- suffer in silence. Take action, speak up, and make the positive changes in your life to make it better. So this has been The Everyman. Thank you very much for, for listening tonight, and we will catch you on the next one.